This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. And if you will recall, a couple weeks ago, I talked about a, uh, a bit of fake news that got shared on the Facebook. And I'm sure it was shared elsewhere, but uh, my only social media contact is Facebook. So uh, although I am looking into this thing called MeWe, something like that, it's supposed to be some new social media platform that hasn't been corrupted by everybody being so angry yet. So um, maybe I'll be uh, uh, checking out that a little more. But but for now, I'm still on the Facebook. And uh, so I, a couple weeks on the show, I was talking about uh, how uh, there was a story, a fake news story that was shared uh, that was shared by a fairly well-known skeptic, someone who should know better, someone who should have taken a couple of minutes just to vet the story before sharing it. And I talked about how you know I did a quick search, uh, just put in the Google search, I put the headline of the story and I put an attached Snopes at the end of that headline, typed that in and put it up and bang, wouldn't you know what Snopes had it. And I was asked by a friend of the show, and a friend of mine, Craig, I was asked if I did any more investigating than that. He essentially said, so you got the answer you wanted and you, did, you didn't look any further? You, you, you know, okay, that was the, that's the, my preferred answer was that this is fake. Did I do a second source? Did I do, you know, he was essentially asking me that. And I said I had, but now that I think about it, uh, or when I was thinking about it after we talked about it on the show, I talked about it on the show, I'm not a we, I'm a me. Uh, anyway, I thought, oh, wait a minute, there was some other fake news story that I did run down as a second source. So I didn't actually look for a second source for this story. Which story was it? It was the story of a Georgia man who had cut off his own penis to stop from masturbating. Whatever that is. But he, he did, apparently he did this, right? This is the story that went around. Well, a quick Google search with Snopes at the end of the headline finds that, no, this is, a, this is not true. That, you know, Snopes had done the work for me and put it as false. And I just kind of went that far. And it, and that is admittedly kind of lazy. So um, I decided that I, let's take a deeper look and let's see what I can find out. So without consulting any more of the Snopes article, I decided, okay, what what could I have done to 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 
track this down. So that's what I that's what I ended up doing. So the first thing I did was I just put the headline in as a as a basic Google search, and most everything that popped up was a you know credulous reporting or sharing of this story on blogs and, and other places. There was even some guy who does uh, video blogs or vlogs on the YouTube uh, that did a bit on this on this story. Uh, it's talking about how this this fellow named Jonas Etcher, that was the name of the guy in, Ju in Georgia, was not able to get himself a girlfriend. Uh, he was lonely, but he was he was tempted by women, but always rejected from them uh, by them, and he felt the need to to stop himself from masturbating, so he cut his penis off. Now, there's probably there's not actually there's not much more to that story. <laughs> That's the, essentially the story that went out. They they had talked to his mother, according to the story, talked to his mother. So I, I found this one, and uh, it has the image that you see shared with this story is a picture of the guy big round face he's got big 80s glasses on uh, little nose big beard and mustache although the beard isn't very long but it's a big full beard he's wearing a baseball cap uh, and you know he's not he's I he's uh, not the best looking fellow not, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't want to do look, lookism at him or anything like that. He's kind of heavy, and he's just, he's just not, you know, whatever. Um, so I, I, so there, there's that picture of him, and at the bottom of the picture is one of those Chiron logo things that they put on the news. When you watch your local news, they put it at the bottom of the screen, and it, it said, uh, what did they have on it? Uh, I got to make sure I get it right. Uh, News 12. It said News 12, and then there was the headline, Man Cuts Off Own Penis. And that was the still shot. Uh, and so I, so, the, so then what did I do next? I looked through the article, and I saw the article gives the call letters for this News 12 station. Uh, the story's out of Georgia. So, the, so, I, so what I did was I looked for the call letters, I've Googled the call letters, which are uh, WRDW. And that is, in fact, a news station based in Augusta, Georgia. It is a, it's a CBS affiliate. It is News 12. So that checked out. And then they have a website. And they have a website in which you can check, you, know, you can search for stories that they hope that they probably archived. I would think they would archive. So I put in the search of uh, the the in their search terms. Uh, I put in the phrase, you know, man cuts off own penis to stop from masturbating, and and nothing comes up. There's nothing on there. So maybe they don't archive their stories for as long as as it as would have been necessary to be able to find it because this story pops up in July of 2015. When I did that initial Google search, that's what I was seeing. I was seeing July 2015, I think one that said August 2015, but pretty much it was July 2015, the story just showed up. And so, which is not necessarily surprising because stories break at a certain time. And, you know, the thing would have happened at some point, so, and it gets on the news. What was next? What did I do next? 
Well, the next thing I did was I took the image itself. And now I don't know if you know you can do this, but if you open up if you open up Google, and you get it to the page where it's to search for images, and you have an image that you've uh, that you've uh, uh, copied from the internet, uh, you, you save it to your laptop or to your desktop or whichever you're working on with the computer. I don't know what you do with your handheld stuff, so I I don't know. I have a flip phone, okay. But you click and drag it over to the to the search box on the Google page, and it'll open up a little Dropbox kind of thing there, and you just let it go. And then Google will start to search for similar images and stories related to that image, and see what see what pops up. Well, something did pop up, and this time what popped up was another story that's older. This one goes back to 2010, like November 2010. And it's from a, um, an NBC news affiliate called Lex18, which is based in Lexington, Kentucky. But the difference here is it's the same guy. It's the, you know, it's, it's him. It's the same picture. It's just a, a different Chiron at the bottom. It's the, uh, the Lex18 Chiron this time. And there's an actual video report from that television station that local station telling the story of a man, and this might sound familiar to you if you remember. Now, of course, this is well, nine years ago now, or nearly. There, it, the story came out about a man who had uh, been forced to eat his own beard. Does that sound familiar to you? He was forced to eat his own beard. Now, what happened in this story? The name of the guy who was the same guy that we saw in that picture that that had was supposed to have cut his penis off no this time this the guy's name his actual name is is Harvey Westmoreland he he's a Kentucky native i don't know if he lives in Lexington or, what, or exactly but he's from Kentucky and he's actually interviewed in this this news report and what happened was he and his brother got in a fight with a couple of their friends, these two fellows that were their friends. There was some alcohol involved. They got into a fight over the, the price of a riding lawnmower. And it, throughout, through the altercation, somehow a knife got out, and I guess a gun was pulled, but nobody was shot, nobody was knifed, but Harvey had a longer beard. One of the friends that they were in the fight with cut his beard off and forced him to eat it during this. Well, eventually the police were brought in. Uh, the, the, the fight took place in, I think it was May of 2009. Uh, and this news story was giving us an, up, an update about how that was going. It went to... It went to you know the guys were arrested, and I think it went to trial. But the fellows pled guilty or pleaded guilty. I'm not sure what the actual word is. Is it pled or pleaded or both? Correct. I don't know. Uh, they so uh, they they put in a guilty. They they, they pleaded guilty, <laughs> and they were awaiting whatever the sentence was going to be if, uh, when this report was was put out. So so that's where it came from. I I tracked it on down. To find, I did some search. Now it took more than a couple of minutes. 
took a few minutes. It took a little effort and just kind of looking around and finding, tracking it down to where did this come from. So, um, you know, so I did my due diligence there and all that. Now, I do have a piece of advice that if, if you're a skeptic and you like to post stuff on social media, you, sh you should get to a point where stories like that, man cuts off own penis to stop from masturbating, should look a little, hmm, really? You should at least read the article that you're going to share, that you're thinking about sharing, read through and see if there's any links, see if it goes back to something else. Uh, the, the one that I found mentioned WRDW as the station, and in the picture there was the News 12, so and I had some clues there, but there was no linking to anything in that one. And so, so I had to do some searching, and I, did, I won't go through the whole thing again, but that's, that's what I did. So if you see there's nothing linked, and it's like, ah, this seems weird. So then you, you, could, you could check Snopes. Or you could do what I did when I checked Snopes, and then I went, oh, no, that's not true. And then I, uh, you know, put information up on what it, on the person who shared it and said, how you know, you should be ashamed. You should have looked for this. It's easy as just looking on Snopes. It's not true. Don't be don't be sharing this kind of stuff. Um, but my advice to you then is, if you don't want to go through all that, just go ahead and look on Snopes. If you see that Snopes says it's false but you don't want to track everything down to make absolutely certain for yourself, uh, let that just be your guide on whether you share it or not. You know, If you do at least that, okay, Snopes is saying it's false, I'm not going to share it. Now, I'm not going to try to go through all the work that, uh, that, you know, that Dim just did to, to find out that this story was in fact some other story and some one of those fake news sites that, that, that tried to hide under the umbrella of, oh, we're satire. It's, uh, yeah, okay, maybe you are. But you're not the onion. You're not the onion. The onion spent decades making certain that people knew that they were a parody, satirical newspaper, a little newspaper that came out at first, and now, it, and now it's, a, it's a website. And, 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 and the onion is good enough where they write headlines where you, you know that's not true, but it's, it's speaking to, a, 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 to something that is true. You know, it's, it's, it's got some insight to it. So, um, so you, it's, the onions established that, but all these other fake news sites, there's one in particular called World News Daily Report. And I've been seeing stuff shared by that constantly. And I've been lately, I think two or three times this week, I commented in, in, in whoever shared it and said, World News Daily Report is a fake news site. They make everything up. And I've had the reaction of, I, I know, but it's funny. Yeah, no, it's not funny. And I said, and then, uh, I happened to do it. This this the same Facebook friend shared two different stories that came from there, and then the second time I made the comment, and I didn't realize it was the same Facebook friend that did it. I just saw it, and, went, you know, and he says, "Wait, don't you have a sense of humor?" And I and I said, "Yes, I do," but you know, the problem with these things, the, the why I poop the party is that too many people will see these and think the story is true. And that's how this stuff gets shared around the internet, which is what these sites want to happen. They want the people to think the story's true. Because it, if they think it's true, they'll share it much more quickly. 
Yeah, if they don't think it's true, if they think it's some nonsense, they're not as likely to share it. But you get plenty of people that think it's true. And if you want an example of that, if you ever see somebody on your Facebook page share something from World News Daily Report and you see the comments that are under there, read through those comments and tell me that those people commenting, that, that most of them or many of them, uh, uh, you know, if they aren't taken in by it thinking it's a true story, the way they're reacting. Are they reacting as though, oh, this is satire? There might be somebody that says this is false, this is fake news, this is satire, this is, you know, it's, it's bullshit. You might have somebody, or you might have me saying, World News Daily Report makes everything up. <laughs> it's a fake news site. Stop sharing this. Um, you might have that, but for the most part, you, you read through those quotes in the comments that people put on, and you'll say, yeah, they, they think it's real. Yeah, it's, it, that's the impression I get, and that's the problem I have with it. Too many people will think it's real, they'll share it, and they get this distorted view of the world. And I think that's wrong. I don't think it's funny. One other thing about Harvey Westmoreland, though. <clears throat> the actual guy. The guy who was force-fed his beard. Not the guy who was said to have cut off his penis. The one thing about him. Um, he's, he's Southern. He has a Southern accent. Um, and he's not the most urbane of people, and I don't mean to make fun of him. I'm sure he's he's you know smart enough, and you know he gets through his life, and I'm sure he's a fine fellow and all that. Uh, I don't mean to denigrate him that way, but there is a little. I would just I would just give him just a tiny piece of advice. His hat. It's a baseball cap. On the brim of the cap is the stars and bars graphic from the, you know, the, the Confederate battle flag or, you know, whatever it is. You know what I mean. The stars and bars. He's got that on there. And then on the, on the crown of the hat is, uh, is the image, a silhouette image of a naked woman on all fours. And her body's filled with another representation of the stars and bars. And she is, um, she's on all fours on top of the words uh, Southern style. You know, you're going to be on the news. Maybe take the hat off. Maybe, you know, maybe have a, a blank baseball cap. Uh for just those occasions when you're going to be on the news. I'm going to be on the news? Hang on. Let me go get my blank baseball cap and put that. If you insist on wearing one. I've never understood wearing them, but people do. It's their heads. You can wear a baseball cap fine. It was never my thing. Hats aren't my thing. I don't think I look right in a hat. Uh, it's fine in winter when I put on this, you know, the toque, when I put on the, the wool cap or the, you know, the knit cap that I have, uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that's fine, but that's just to keep my head warm. Right? You know, it's winter. But I'm not a hat guy. I would just think, you know, just, just, you know, maybe for the news report, put on a different hat. I don't know. Just thinking. <laughs> the Snopes article does have most of this information. I mean, it does have a link to the actual story, and you know, it does have that kind of stuff, but. Um, but I so just just for my due diligence, just to show that you know that's how you do it. That's how you get through a story, track it down. That's at least how I did it, and to find 
what was the actual story and and you know I went all the way around the houses <laughs> to come to the same conclusion that Snopes already came to but it's probably it's a good thing to do that now and again again just for shorthand if you've got a story you're a skeptic you're not sure that that's it seems a little hanky you check on Snopes Snopes says it's false you don't really have to do any more searching to decide not to share it just, just don't share it all right but if if you're going to be me and you're going to poke at somebody, another skeptic for sharing something, maybe you want to look a little deeper uh, and and just make sure you back it right up. And then uh, when you talk about it on your podcast, you won't have somebody out there saying, well, you know, did you make sure? Did you just find the answer you wanted and then that's it? You know, you don't want that happening. Anyway, I, I, I made it to my first break. Uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. I will return after this break. Other guys. The finger. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Z Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. You're listening to Z Talk Radio's Redheaded Stepchild. It's Dr. Dim on Dimland Radio on the Z Talk Radio Network. Well, I'll be hornswoggled. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. You don't say. Oh, what? You think you went off to college or something? On ztalkradio.com. That's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident. Back to Dimland Radio here in the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Now, it's a new year. It's 2019. And uh, those of you who have listened to my show from the beginning, um, you know who you are. <laughs> that's that's Trisha. She's the only one. <laughs> Probably knows this because I, I do mention it usually. I think I mention it at the end of each year or at the beginning of a new year. Uh, this resolution thing, and uh, n- normally I don't make them, and I'm not saying that like I'm some kind of you know, I'm too cool for school to do resolutions. No, it's it's not that. It's just uh, just never really thought about it that much. Except I have one that I make every year, 
and that is to make it to the next year. Because I figure one of these days, one of these years, I'm going to break that. I'm not going to make it. However, this year is a little different. I am still making that resolution. I'm, I'm resolving to try to make it to, to 2020. And uh, you know, and we'll see how that works. Uh, but I'll let you know when I get there. Uh, hopefully, you'll still be around. Uh, the the but I've actually this year I've actually thought about this. I thought, boy, you know, it was after the new year. I was working, you know, doing the janitor job. Probably my mind was wandering, and uh, and I, th I was thinking about uh, so a couple of things. And I realized, you know what you're doing? Uh, what are you doing? I said, you're making resolutions. Am I? Yes, you are. Wow. You should resolve to stop talking to yourself. What if I did that? I wouldn't do this show. Oh, that's right. Okay, never mind. So, uh, I guess I had made a couple. One of them is, and I've mentioned it from time to time on this program, there's a portrait that I've been working on. It's a fairly complex drawing. I've only shown it to uh, just a tiny handful of people, just maybe like the mailman who used to deliver mail to our office, he's since retired. He may have seen a little a bit of it. Um, my wife and my son, of course, and a friend of mine uh, who is uh, you know through Facebook. I said I just wanted to. I, I'm working on this thing. I want to get it done. And I showed him the progress I I had made on it. And uh, it, it's it's a it's a complex portrait in that. It has a it, uh, um, it has a background that needs to be dealt with. Yeah, it's like my, when I did the portrait of my wife, the background is pretty much just a flat color. She's just you know she was sitting with her, her with the with her back to the wall, and there wasn't really much going on in the background in that. Uh, but this one, this one has stuff going on in the background. That's part of the the appeal of this photograph. A Facebook friend of mine posted this photograph at least two years ago, maybe three, maybe more. I don't, but at least two years ago, and there was something about it was a selfie. He took the you know, and he captured something in the background and the expression on his face. I just the, I, the composition was really nice. Uh, I liked it. And I said, "Geez, I want to try and draw that." And I asked him if it would be okay if I drew if I drew it. And he said, "Sure." So I've been sort of working on it ever since. Or I've been mostly not working on it ever since. Well, I, I decided that's it. I'm going to get that thing done this year. It's going to get done, and and sooner rather than later. Uh, although I haven't worked on it for the last couple of days, <laughs> but I did work on it for the first couple three days or so of the week. So just to, and it's a slow go because there's a there's a seat that he's in that has a, a, a fabric with a bit of a pattern on it, and I'm not going to try to absolutely duplicate it, but I just I want to get the feeling of it in the drawing. It's not going to be you know a photographic duplication of it, but it's gonna it's hopefully it'll it'll have the same feel. And then so most of the background is done. The portrait part of it, I barely even started on it. It's laid out. But it's barely even started. So that's one thing I'm going to get done. The other thing I've thought about was I, I want to try and be a, at least a little more positive on Facebook. It, try, try not to be negative Nelly all the time. Now, I am going to do my skeptical stuff. I'm going to point out on occasion, maybe not every time, 
you know the World News Daily News you know World News Daily Report is a fake news site. They make everything up. I'm going to point that out. Although there was an, what was it, like the third or fourth time this week when I saw it, I just went, okay, fine, just share it, <sighs> just share it. Whatever that ridiculous. The story, I think that time was some fellow I think in India was trying to say that uh, he wasn't guilty of raping a cow because the cow was the reincarnation of his wife, of his dead wife. And that has that's so wrong on so many levels. And it's just, you know it's not true because it's a World News Daily report. You just know it's not true. And the, so there's a certain uh, ethnic and cultural insensitivity to it. And it's just, ugh. But I just said, forget it. I'm not, I'm, okay, let it pass. Um... But I'll try not to, you know. I, I you know, I, I, I it's not going to be easy. I have a friend of mine who says that's because you're a troll. I, I try not to be. So I'm going to work on it. And here's an example. I'm uh, there's a Facebook uh, uh, group page that I'm part of that's uh, uh, fans of comic books, and they post all kinds of stuff about comic books. And one fellow posted. Uh, a few pages from a comic book that was drawn by the artist John Byrne, and it was inked by Bob Layton. Now, the way comic books are done, there's a guy that does the pencils, there's an artist that does the pencils, and an artist that does the inking, usually. And inking isn't just tracing. I know there's someone out there saying that's tracing. It's not just tracing, because uh, uh, inkers bring something of their own to the art, and if you get a good anchor working with somebody, it can really elevate the work, make it even greater. If you, you know, if you take an average artist, you put a, a really good anchor with them, they can make that average artist look great. And you take a great artist and you put the, the, that anchor with them, they can make that great artist look fantastic. Um, not all anchors and pencilers match up well. They don't all team up well, but boy, you get a good team. They're just they're really, it's great. It can be great. And so this guy was talking about John Byrne's pencils and Bob Layton's ink, inks, and he thought it was great, and he gave some scans of the pages as examples, and I saw that. I said, that's right. They were really good together. And the guy said, I wish they had done more work together. And that jogged a little thing in my brain. A marble fell into place, and I went, oh, yes, I have a memory about this, a memory that goes back to 1980, and an article I read that was an interview with John Byrne. Now, John Byrne has a bit of a reputation of being kind of a jerk. And I, I've heard stories, and, and you know, maybe it's deserved, maybe it's not deserved. I don't know. I've never met him, but I've heard things. And in this interview, he talks about working uh, with Bob Layton, having Bob Layton ink his pencils, and he didn't like it. And he said that uh, Layton's inks look greasy. I know what he means, but I didn't. I never thought about thought that looking at uh, uh, Bob Layton's inks. I never thought greasy with his stuff, but I, I know what he means. I've seen it with other inkers. Um, but he, the one thing he said was, at least in my memory was, that uh, Layton's inks makes Burns men look gay, and I and I posted that comment on there. Well, Burns didn't like his inks, and I posted that comment on there. I said I'll have to look up the article for sure to to uh, to confirm it. And I have the magazine still, and I looked it up, and I did confirm it. But the thing is, the more I thought about it, 
I thought, why am I put? Why? Why did I have to post? I didn't need to post that. That's not what this is about. This is supposed to be appreciating the comic book form, appreciating the art. We're not supposed to be. It's. It's. Why am I adding to the snarkiness of the internet? That just. Ugh, that didn't need to be there. So. I deleted the comment, and then I told people that I deleted it and why. I said, that's not what it's about. You know, we appreciate the art. And was, if you want to find out more about it, you can private message me, and I'll let you know. But And I just and I took it down. I said, let's, let's not do that. And then, to make up for it, I, I posted in that thread uh, my top three inkers who have worked with John Byrne. You know, number three was Bob Layton. Number two was Joseph Rubenstein, a really excellent anchor. I mean, he's one of those guys that makes so many other artists look so much better. And the number one would be Terry Austin, because those two, Byrne and Austin, working on the X-Men in the 19, late 1970s into the 1980s, were just, it was just beautiful and fantastic work. Um, it's just, it was great. So I did that, and it's just, just to add a positive. So I'm going to try to do these things, um, as my resolution, right? Okay, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna get that portrait done. Once it's done, I'll, I'll put it up on the Facebook or in the show notes or something, or both, and you'll see what it is and you'll understand why it was a complex kind of thing. Um, but it's a nice challenge to try to, to, try to get it right. Uh, let's see, speaking of uh, nice challenges, uh, I wanted to help you guys uh, with a spotting not great Photoshop. Uh, there's a, you know, and, and I'm going to use our president. Sorry, but I'm going to use uh, President Trump for this because an image went around the internet. So it was made into a meme, and I couldn't find the meme again, but I did find the image that was used. Uh, and it, it was from the picture of him and his wife, Melania, uh, standing, holding hands in the that grand hallway in the White House. Uh, with the Christmas trees all around. This was the picture that they would send out to supporters for their Christmas card or holiday card or whatever you want to say. And uh, and it's it's a nice photograph of the two of them, as nice as it can be of Donald Trump. But it's nice. Uh, there he's wearing a tux. He's wearing a nice nice dress, and they're standing on this high polished floor. It's this marble, I'm assuming, floor that's got a checker pattern in it. And and all right, so. Some lazy Photoshopper, or one that's not so good, got a hold of the picture and decided to make Donald Trump look like he's wearing really big pants. Big, wide pants. Like, he's a, he's a fat guy. So let's put the big pants on him, right? Well, there are three little signs that are in the image, and I'll post it on the show notes page, which you can get to at demland.com. Click on the blog option. You'll get to the show notes. And you'll see the image. Uh, first of all, it's easy to find out. You just look for the the image, and you can see what the real one is, and just compare the two. That's the easiest part. But I want to use the picture to just kind of show how you can spot certain things. That it, you know, if somebody is not a very good Photoshopper, um, they're going to miss, and they're going to they're going to be lazy about it. But most people will probably just miss it too, unless they. Take some time, stop, and look at the picture. And so, all right, so the first thing that you note, they're standing side by side. They're holding hands. Uh, his, uh, her hand is, her right hand's in his left hand. And it's in, if you look by his hand, and you see his, his leg, and, and you know, uh, his, his right, right, uh, yeah, his left leg is right there. 
and between his wrist and thumb and his leg you can see a bit of the floor through there now these pants are so wide you shouldn't see that if this if his pants really were as wide as they are in this picture in, in this you shouldn't be able to see that that's real subtle it's real subtle but you shouldn't be able to see that because the lazy photoshopper didn't think to to block that out and then you look down at the hem of his pants legs this is even more subtle and I'm not even it's my images aren't the image isn't great but if you look closely enough you I think you'll notice where the hem comes across you know horizontal you know parallel to the floor and then it goes up perpendicular up the leg there's that that little that little corner there on on both legs you can see that he whoever photoshopped this they didn't take the pants the big pants down deep enough so that the hems covered of the fat pants covered the hems of his actual pants so there's just the tiniest lip there it's real subtle but the easiest thing to spot in this and that's why i said it's a high polished floor what is a property of a highly polished tile floor it's very reflective it's like glass I mean, I work for a janitorial service, and we've scrubbed and waxed floors, and we got a high shine on those floors. We've had customers call us. You know, we go in on a Saturday, wax the floor, get everything done. It's, it sits untouched all day, you know, the rest of the day Saturday, all day Sunday, and they come in Monday morning, and they're calling the office saying, can we walk on the floor? Because it looks like it's wet. And it's, nope, it's not wet. It was dry when we left. You can walk on it. That's, that's you know, that's a nice, high-polished floor. And because it's a high-polished floor, it reflects things. So you can see the reflection of the president's legs. You can see where his pants are really, you know, what the pants really were doing. They're not that wide. You know, so that's, that's a Photoshopper that either couldn't figure out how to make the, sh the reflection look the same way as the pants above. But my guess is they didn't really care. They just did it quick enough, and they figured most people wouldn't notice. But, of course, the simplest thing to do is just do a Google search for that image, and you'll see that it's not right. But that's what you can do. And, and it's kind of funny, though. I, I think I've mentioned this before. It's weird how some people, now hang on, some people, not everybody, some people that might decry the idea of body shaming, make you know, uh, shaming somebody for being overweight. Some of those p same people don't seem to have a problem with this. Don't seem to have a problem with with uh, images of uh, uh, of Trump looking heavy. Now I don't mind when people point that out when they're responding to something the president has said about someone else being fat. You know, I don't mind it when it's done in sort of a, hey, pal, have you looked in a mirror? You know, that's like the kettle calling the pot black or something like that. The pot calling the kettle black. is that, What's the phrase? But you know what I mean. You know, it's, so if they're responding in that way, you know, some years ago, before he was even running for president, he was all over Rosie O'Donnell's case and he was calling her fat and all that sort of stuff. And, and people then were rightly saying, gee, I don't know, Donald, have you, have you stepped on a scale? recently now he's quite tall uh and he's heavy but you know it's just it's 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 is it okay because he's a republican 
This was with some people. Some people who have you know that uh, that that do not like the body shaming kind of thing, they stay consistent. I, I would say most of them stay consistent. Say no, no look, we're, you know, I'm not going to allow you to. Yes, yes, he's heavy, overweight, but you know, they're going to stay consistent and say that's not the way to take him. You know, that's not the way to go. I'm just go for his policies, where he's wrong, what you think. You know, uh, his his is the way he acts and that kind of stuff. Fine, but you don't you don't necessarily have to do that. I mean, we've had big presidents before. There was Taft. He was six foot, and he weighed as much as 350 pounds, at least according to Wikipedia. President Bill Clinton, was he was six foot two, probably still is, or close to, but he was not the rail-thin guy that he is now, which is kind of odd looking at him now. Because um, it's not because, it's because I was so used to seeing him being young, you know, and, and then you don't see him very much anymore. And so when you do, it's like, whoa, that's right, it's Ben. How many years since he's been president? But when he was president, you know, he had some weight issues. All right, so you know, and they, he did, he did get some fun poked at him because of that. But uh, anyway, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So, um, well, before I go too long here, I'm going to head to my next break, and uh, I'll be back to uh, do the uh, last part of the show. So hang around. You're listening to Tim Land Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com, or you can just speed through this if you're listening to this on the podcast. This station is not your cup of tea. Then drink coffee! 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 Drink coffee! 100% news. 100% information. 100% guarantee. Thought you might say that. <laughs> <laughs> from another point You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Lord, honey, can somebody tell me what my future holds? Hey, man, you think I can get a reading? Ah. Wrong answer. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Fitzsimmons, only on Z Talk Radio. Influenza season is upon us, and it can be a killer. But it's not too late to vaccinate. Usually, most cases of influenza in Minnesota don't even occur until January or February, and the season lasts all the way through April. Get a flu shot now, and you'll protect not only yourself, but those around you. See your doctor or visit mdhflu.com to find a flu clinic near you. This message from the Minnesota Department of Health. Hey, and not just... Minnesota. That's just where I got that PSA from. But, you know, all over. Get your flu shot, all right? You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network.
And now it's time for a Dimland Radio pedantic moment. Yeah, this ought to be good. Well, I don't know how long it's been since I've done a pedantic moment, but it feels like it's been a while. Uh, and this one, um, you might want to call it a pedantic moment uh, cynical version, <laughs> um, the cynical edition, because I, I think this might be more cynical than pedantic, but there's something that's been bugging me about a podcast I listen to. Uh, I really do like this podcast. I think I've mentioned it before. It's called Hit Parade, and it's hosted by a fellow named uh, Chris Melanfi. I think that's his name, and he writes for Slate uh, website slate.com and the the podcast is produced by Slate and he's a music critic guy he does these these podcasts about you know, aspects of the music industry or you know certain about uh, I don't know an art. there was one podcast he did that was uh, it was about Prince and Tom Petty in a, in a sort of a comparison of the two because there was some interconnection between them and the time period of music that they worked and he would give that so he did a podcast like that and he 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 talks about music about music that uh sometimes i uh, music i can't stand he did a whole show on bon jovi i can't stand bon jovi the music it's just never done anything for me but the show was fascinating it's, it was interesting and learning all this stuff. I, it doesn't make me like Bon Jovi's music any more than I did before. It's just I, it's just an interesting show. So it's called Hit Parade. comes out once a month, toward the end of each month. But in the middle of the month, they do a show called The Bridge. They call it The Bridge. It's a mini-episode in which they maybe they talk a little bit about the previous show and maybe give some extra information that might have come up since dropping that last one. And they, um, and then they give you an, uh, a preview of what the next show will be about. And in that little episode, usually about a 30-minute episode, the main episode is about an hour or so, they have a listener uh, call in, uh, or they make a range Skype in, or however they get in. And what they do, what they do with the listener is they do a, a, a trivia challenge. They'll ask three questions. One of the questions has to do with the previous show. The other two questions, the next two questions, will have to do with the show that's coming up in some some way have to do with it. And then they give the listener a chance to ask the host a question. And this is the thing where I get pedantic, and it might be a little cynical. Um, they seem to imply that it's the listener that comes up with the question, except I've been noticing something. It seems every time the listener has a question, it has something to do with the next show's topic. You know, the, the last show that they did was about the, the big Christmas hit songs in the UK. See, in the UK, they have a they've, for the last, I don't know, since the early 1970s, they've had this big thing about what song is number one during Christmas. It doesn't necessarily have to be a Christmas song, but you know, what song is number one during Christmas? And it's a big deal over there in the UK. 
I don't know why, it just kind of happened. And uh, one of those songs that was a, a, a big song, was number one, uh, was uh, um, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. It was a number one song uh, when Christmas came in. And, you know, and it was a, it's a big deal for some reason. And so then the, the next show, so, the, the, uh, so that first question for the trivia thing had to do, for the listener, had to do with the Christmas show. Then the next show was going to have something to do with Lady Gaga. It's going to be about her and what she's doing in the movies and, and her singing career and all that kind of stuff. Now, I'm not particularly a fan of her music, but I'm going to listen to the show because I'm pretty sure it's going to be interesting. So the guy asked two questions about Lady Gaga, and then the listener asked a question about Lady Gaga. I thought, wow, what a coincidence. You would ask the same, you know, but it's, it's been, it's, it's, it's got to be prepared for them. The other thing is, the questions sound like they're written by somebody who would be working for a podcast that does shows about pop music. They, they, don't, they don't necessarily sound like they're written by somebody who's a listener. Not that a listener can't be capable of writing something like that it's just i don't i it's they they imply that the listener is the one that comes up with the question when the hosts get stumped he's oh you can, that was a good question you had there you know, maybe he's not saying it was a good question that you came up with but the implication is <laughs> and i'd like them to be a little more honest about it and and make it known you know what was the question that the producers gave you to try to stump me? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Okay, uh, what have I got for time? What have I got for time? Bags of time! Bags of time! Uh, I might as well go into my three cool things. Let's do that. Uh, there's there's three things that are you know, pretty cool that I've uh, come across lately. Um, uh, one of them is uh, the... The Minnesota Skeptics get together each uh, uh, first Thursday of each month. And this particular month, uh, or last month, December, no, January, this month, January. Right, it's January. It's already the middle of January. Can you believe it? It's already the middle of January. This year is almost over. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's it. You know, hope springs eternal, right? Um, it's so this particular this January's Minnesota Skeptics hap meetup happened to coincide with the Birds and Beers meetup. I think that's what they call it, this, which is something that my friend Craig, listener to the show, he's part of both groups, and he, he was letting everybody know through the Facebook and all that. Said you know it's the Birds people and the and the Skeptics we're all going to be there at the same time and. Uh, it might be pretty full, and it was. It was a good amount up there, but there could have been even more. Uh, usually, the skeptics we get, I don't know, fifteen, sometimes maybe a little more, maybe a little less, depending. Uh, the he uh, Craig tells me that the bird people there they they can get twenty or forty. So there's a photograph that Craig took. He's a really good photographer, and um, and he might say this picture is not one of my best pieces, but that doesn't matter. He captured the evening. Uh, there's two long sets of tables set, set up with, uh, with groups of people that I'm talking, and you'll see you know, the, the nearer set of tables, that's, the, that's mainly the skeptics, and the farther set is the bird people, or the birders, I'll call them that, and you, and you can see me. I'm back there in the picture somewhere. I'm yammering on about something. 
Uh, and it's a neat picture. I think it's kind of cool. It was cool that the, the, the two groups were together for the one time. Um, uh, I, I, there was some intermingling a little bit, but I don't know how much really happened, but there was some. The bird people tend to leave earlier than the skeptics. Skeptics hang around. There's, at least there's a core of us that stick around till almost closing. Okay, anyway, um, that was cool. Uh, let's see, my number two cool thing, which is... Oh, and speaking of Craig, he sent me this uh, on, on the Facebook. He says, hey, you might think this is pretty cool. And he sent me a link to a video on YouTube of a young woman. She's 19 now. Uh, she started learning how to play drums when she was 9 or 10. And she is really good. <laughs> She's really good at it. Uh, and, you know, She spent the time learning how to do this. And she's got a whole series of videos of her playing along with... Uh, she's doing, like, tributes to uh, um, other drummers. Uh, she's And Craig sent me uh, her uh, drumming to the Who Won't Get Fooled Again. Now, her father is in a, in a cover band, and the cover band's really good, from what I can hear of it. They do, they do Beatles stuff, and they do long, and they, they do a cover of Won't Get Fooled Again, and they do a pretty faithful version to it. The vocals are a little bit different, but, you know, you know you're not going to be Roger Dalton and Pete Townsend. You know, it's just not going to happen. You know, they, they are. You know, that's who... They, but anyway, it sounds pretty close, and they keep... Most of the music is piped down, but her drumming is, you just hear, and she really, Keith Moon is not the easiest drummer to emulate because he was so nuts the way he played. Sloppy, all over the place, unconventional, and she really pulls it off. The tone of her drums is a little deeper on that track than, uh, on her cover, than on the Keith Moon track on the on the album Who's Next. But that's just that's just how her drums are set up. It, but it works for the song that she's doing. But she's nailing it. It was incredible. And uh, there's another one he sent me for uh, uh, Who's Next? Uh, not Who's Next. Um, My Generation. That one's a little different. Uh, she's still really good on that, but the drum sound, I mean, it's, you know, it just made me think, I got to listen to uh, to uh, My Generation again just to hear how crazy Keith Moon's drums are on that because it's, it really stands out when she's doing it because you could, you get that unconventional sense of what she's doing she even has a 15 minute long video uh with a good part of it is she's showing why ringo Starr was a great drummer because you know the choices the what he would do with songs and how he would pick a groove to play and how he would play it and she's showing this stuff and it's really good she says it's her name it's called senna s-i-n-a senna sina I don't know, uh, Cinna Drums. It's on YouTube. I'll link to the stuff. Uh, it's, it's it's really good. She's just really good. It was, it's so cool just watching these kids. You know, kids today, I tell you. And there's one other thing. They do a cover. She sing, She has. Uh, she plays the drums, and there's a, a young woman, probably about her same age, singing, and her the, 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 the young woman uh, that's singing is named um, Avonlea. And there's, they do a cover of the Beatles' Something that was written by George Harrison. And it starts with, with the, the, the woman that's singing. She's playing a ukulele, which was a... George Harrison was big on ukuleles. He was big. He loved ukuleles. You went over to his house. If you ever visited him, he'd hand you a ukulele. He'd say, come on, play along with me. Well, I don't know how to play this damn thing. But anyway, I, I, it's been a long time since I've been to his house. 
Yeah, so long it was never. Uh, anyway, so it's it's beautiful. <laughs> it's it almost brought a tear to my eye watching the two of them do this and listening to her voice. It's really nicely done. Uh, so that's cool. I'll I'll link to that in the show notes. And then number three, and this, the first aspect of it isn't cool. In 1980, a novelty album came out called Chipmunk Punk. Uh, I bought it then. Don't ask me why. I just did. I don't know what was wrong with me. <laughs> it's a. It's a. It's. It's not punk. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna tell you the songs that are on there. None of these songs are punk. There could be. None of these could be considered punk. But you got "Let's Go" by the Cars. Good girls don't by the Knack, which they changed the line in that song. In Good Girls Don't, if you know the song, there's a line that says uh, something like uh, "Till she sits on your, till she's sitting on your face." They changed that line to something like "She's getting in your face," because well, we don't want kids that would buy that album asking mom and dad about women sitting on somebody's face. Anyway. <clears throat> Uh, How Do I Make You by Linda Ronstad. You know, that punk icon, Linda Ronstad. And then there's uh, Refugee by Tom Petty, another punk icon. Uh, Frustrated by The Knack. There are three songs by The Knack on this, nine songs on this album. Uh, Then there's Call Me by Blondie. Now that's as close as they get to punk. Because Blondie could be considered punk. They started out in the punk scene in New York in the the mid-70s. But they, they sort of straddle that fence from uh, punk to new wave. There's more. They did that, and "Call Me" is definitely in the more in the new wave genre than in the punk. So, but that's as close as this album gets. Um, uh, next song is "You May Be Right." That's by Billy Joel. <sighs> yeah, another punk icon. Uh, crazy little thing called love by Queen. That no stretch of the mage, Im- imagination can Queen be considered punk. None whatsoever. None. They're more prog than they are punk, and they're not prog. But you know they got some operatic sense to their music, and they you know they're they're more they're arena rock, hard rock, operatic kind of interesting stuff. And they 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 dabbled in the new wave a little bit toward the end, but they're they're just they're not. They're not punk. And then finally, the, song, the album is wrapped up with the song My Sharona by The Knack. Uh, and so these all covered by Alvin and Chipmunk. So they got the Alvin voice. Oh, and it should be noted that the Call Me song by Blondie, as done by Alvin and Chipmunks, Alvin's vocals are not all that different from Debbie Harry's. It's kind of eerie. But that's not cool. This, is, this isn't cool. I mean, this is so not punk that it might be considered punk <laughs> in sort of a weird meta sense. But no. So what I did, if you're on Spotify, you can look for me on Spotify. And if you find Jim Fitzsimmons on Spotify, you can find my playlists. I have, I have all the playlists I put on and I make public. And I made one for called If Chipmunk Punk Was Really Punk. And these are the songs I would have chosen. I would have, And each song has a kind of sort of something to do with what is on there. First one, uh, instead of Let's Go by the Cars, I put Gotta Get Away by Stiff Little Fingers. Instead of Good Girls Don't by The Knack, I put The Girls Don't Like It by The Undertones. Instead of How Do I Make You by Linda Ronstadt, I put Your Phone's Off the Hook But You're Not by the band X. Refugee, instead of that, by Tom Petty, I've got Holiday in Cambodia by Dead Kennedys. 
Instead of frustrated by the knack, I put What Do I Get by Buzzcocks. Instead of Call Me by Blondie, I got Pumping My Heart by Patti Smith Group. And instead of You May Be Right, I May Be Crazy by Billy Joel, I've got Psycho Killer by uh, Talking Heads. Instead of Crazy Little Thing Called Love by Queen, I've got God Save the Queen by the Sex Pistols. And then I round it out with, uh, instead of uh, My Sharona by The Knack, I have Judy is a Punk by The Ramones. Now that, you know, I would stand by all these songs that I would pick. These are punk songs, uh, not anything on Chipmunk Good Punk. Good night, Frau Blucher. Well, the end of another show. Uh, well, uh, remember, be skeptical. Don't just believe any picture that you see on the Internet. So take a closer look at them. Uh, and don't share anything by World News Daily Report. You've been listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Be skeptical. Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. And sleep with the lights off. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Bonjour, Monsieur Dim. You are too clever for us naughty people. Well, well I'm going to hell. hell.